With the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, there's a shift from asking for God's glory, God's kingdom, and God's will to be done to asking directly for our own needs. And this is often what we think of when we think about prayer, asking God to help us and to meet our needs. And it's often what we do when we pray for one another. We, we ask God to help and meet one another's needs. And this petition that Jesus teaches and the petitions that follow, they, they affirm that this is exactly what we should do. We should ask God to meet our needs. It's how Jesus teaches us to pray. But this petition, give us this day our daily bread, it teaches us something much more profound about prayer and about our life of faith than simply that we ought to ask God for our needs. And in this session, we'll unpack what it has to say by posing two questions. First, what are we asking for when we pray this petition? What is this daily bread that we're taught to request? And second, how is this petition forming us? Remember what I said from the first session. This, this prayer is not just an instruction manual for how to speak to God. It's also an instrument that God himself uses to, to shape and to form us. As we pray the Lord's Prayer, our minds and our hearts are being changed. So how does this petition, this request, do that? Those are the two big questions that will structure our study of this fourth petition. So let's start with the first. What are we asking for? You might be surprised to know that's actually not a simple question. Christian commentators have disagreed over the years on what it is Jesus is referring to when he talks about daily bread. And there's two reasons for that. First, because the word that is translated as daily, it's a very obscure Greek word. It's not used anywhere else in the New Testament. And in fact, Origen, the third century scholar, said that he didn't know of any occurrence of this word anywhere else in Greek literature. So people have been puzzled over why Jesus uses it and what exactly it means. But also it turns out that there's a wide variety of interpretations of what Jesus means when he talks about bread. The most basic and obvious, of course, would be that bread just means that. It means food, sustenance, the, the food that we need in order to survive. Some Christians, however, think that Jesus uses the word bread as a kind of shorthand way to refer to all of our physical and material needs. Take Martin Luther, for example. In his small catechism, Luther says that daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, Shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Now that may sound excessive, but Luther's point is that what Jesus is teaching us to do in asking for daily bread is that he's training us to seek God's provision for all of our needs. 
After all, Jesus himself talks about God providing not only our food, but also our clothing and our homes and everything else that we need. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells his followers not to spend time worrying about what they will eat or what they will drink or what they will wear. For the Gentiles, he says, seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Of course, when Jesus says that the Gentiles worry about all these things, he's not just talking about food and clothing. He's talking about every aspect of our material lives that we have a tendency to worry about. Every need we have that may cause us anxiety. And he's saying that we needn't worry because God is the one who provides for all of those needs. And Luther agrees. He knows that God is the one who takes care of every single need we may have. And he knows that God does this even without our asking. And yet, Luther says, and yet God wishes that we pray for these needs in order that we may recognize that we receive them from his hand and may feel his paternal goodness toward us therein. So that's one way to understanding what we're asking for when we ask for daily bread. It's a request. It's a petition for God to take care of our needs. Food, clothing, a home, work, bodily health, just and wise rulers, all of it. But that's not the only way to understand it. Many of the early church fathers, when they talked about this petition, they called attention to the fact that in John chapter 6, Jesus identifies himself as the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And so they said the bread that we're asking for, it's not merely our physical needs. We're also praying to be fed by the only one who can meet the deep needs of our soul. As a third century theologian Tertullian put it, for Christ is our bread. Because Christ is our life and the bread of life, by praying for our daily bread, we are seeking that Christ be perpetually in us and we be inseparable from his body. So you see, this prayer for bread isn't just a simple request for food. It's a plea for God to do what we cannot do for ourselves, to provide for all of our needs, both physical and spiritual. But that still leaves us with one question. What does it mean to refer to this bread as daily? As I mentioned earlier, this word has caused no small amount of difficulties for interpreters because it's a word that's so rarely used and its meaning isn't entirely clear. According to the New Testament scholar Clifton Black, there are at least six possible interpretations for this word. It could mean bread that's necessary for existence, or simply bread for the day, or bread for the day to come. Then again, it could also mean bread that is heavenly. That was how some ancient readers understood it. Or bread that we will receive on the last day in the future, or simply bread to come. You could make an argument for each of these meanings, although most translators still prefer, with good reason, to render it as daily. And if you read the Gospel of Luke, you'll notice that this sense, daily, 
seems to be further confirmed by another phrase that Jesus adds, give us each day our daily bread. So why then does Jesus even use this word? Why call it daily bread or as Luke adds, bread for each day? Well, you might remember in the Old Testament that when the people of Israel were wandering in the wilderness, that God gave them a kind of bread to eat. And Jesus talks about it in the Gospel of John when he tells the crowds following him around that it wasn't Moses who gave them bread from heaven, but his father who gave them that bread. And the Israelites called that bread manna. And you might remember that they had to gather it every single morning and they were only allowed to gather as much as they needed for a single day. Years later, as they waited to cross the Jordan River and go into the Promised Land, Moses spoke to them about the purpose of this daily bread. And he said, The Lord humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out and your foot did not swell these 40 years. Why did God feed the people of Israel on daily bread for all those years? Well, according to Moses, he did it to teach them something very important, that they shouldn't rely on themselves, but that they should, that they had to rely on God himself to provide all of their needs. That was the purpose of the bread from heaven. God wasn't just feeding them, he was forming their minds and their hearts. And that's, that's also exactly what God is doing with us as we pray this prayer day after day, pleading with him to meet our every need. But how? How is this petition forming us? Well, there's a lot we could say in answer to that question, but I'd like to focus on three particular effects that this prayer has in our lives as we pray it. First, this prayer is teaching us dependence. After all, that's really what Moses was telling the people of Israel, wasn't it? That was the purpose of the manna, to teach them dependence. And right after he explains that to them, he goes on to warn them and he tells them to be very careful once they begin to prosper and build homes and have bountiful harvests, be very careful, he says, that you do not forget who is behind all of these goods in your life. Take care that you don't start thinking that you are the one responsible for providing for your needs, that you don't start telling yourself that it is by your own strength and hard work that your needs have been met. And of course, this wasn't just a temptation for those ancient Israelites. It's a problem we all face we very easily fall into the trap of thinking that we're the ones responsible for securing all of our needs. And we forget, we so easily forget our dependence. And so Jesus tells us to pray. Pray every day. Pray so that you don't forget. As the great medieval theologian Thomas Aquinas said, a person grows proud in his riches and does not recognize that what he has comes from God. Hence, in order to remove this vice, 
the prayer, give us this day our daily bread, reminds us that all we have comes from God. That's one way that this prayer forms us. It works against our tendency to self-reliance. It reminds us of our dependence. At the same time, this prayer also teaches us contentment. That's another theme that you'll find if you, if you read through old commentaries on the Lord's Prayer. Gregory of Nyssa in the 4th century, Thomas Aquinas, John Calvin, just to name a few. They all call attention to the fact that praying every day for daily bread ought to teach us contentment with what we have. Because when we pray, we're focusing our attention not on all the things we would like to own or acquire, but on our daily needs, our essential needs. And with those simple needs and those simple goods, Jesus says, we ought to learn to be content. And sadly, we often aren't. And judging by how common this theme is in treatments of the Lord's Prayer across the centuries, it seems that ancient people struggled with contentment as well. But we live in a time of particular wealth and luxury, and we're bombarded on a daily basis with thousands of advertising messages, all trying to create a desire in us for something more, to get something more, buy something more, eat something more. And so if there was ever a time when we need this prayer, if there was ever a time when repeating it on a daily basis was essential, it is certainly now. We need to pray for daily bread because we need to learn to be content. Finally, this prayer not only teaches us dependence and contentment, it also forms us in generosity. You might remember what I said in our first session about the importance of the word our. Here in this petition, we see it again. And once again, it's very important. When we pray for daily bread, we're not just asking for God to provide for our own personal individual needs. We don't pray, give me this day my daily bread, or even give me and my family and my friends our daily bread. No, we're asking for God to provide for the needs of all of those to whom we are connected in Christ. Give us, we say, all of us this day our daily bread. And the truth is, you can't pray every day for God to meet the needs of your neighbors and not take responsibility for meeting those needs yourself. As the book of James in the New Testament says, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? Such well-wishing, James says, that's nothing but a, a dead, a meaningless, a non-existent faith. True faith, the kind of faith that is daily asking for God to meet the needs of those around us, that kind of faith necessarily leads to generosity. What we're saying when we pray this prayer is essentially, as Karl Barth once put it, grant that all who have a surplus of this bread may know by this very fact that they are appointed as servants 
dispensers of grace, that they are in thy service and in the service of others. And grant that those who are particularly threatened by hunger, death, and this precariousness of the human condition may meet brothers and sisters who have open eyes and ears and feel their responsibility. And all of that is contained in that one little petition. Give us this day our daily bread. Thank you.